Welcome to another podcast with me, yours truly, Daryl J. Bennett. Now, let me tell you before I go any further, I thought long and hard before I got on here to speak today. It's been on my heart for a while. I just didn't know what to say, how to say it, how people would receive it. And I'm talking about the Israel-Hamas situation. And people are so entrenched in their positions. And I've had a lot to say about this since they've really started hitting the, the, the mainstream media. But I said, no, it's not the time. It's not the time. It's not right. I don't want to do it. This is not right. It's not right. Nope. I've waited. I've waited. I've waited. But I'm going to tell you the straw that broke the camel's back. Now that there are folks who are calling for the resignation of our first black president at Harvard University. Now you're gone too far. Now I got to speak up about it. Now I got to speak up. So this is what I want to say. We have a very short memory in this country. It's really quite unfortunate. We have a very short memory. So for all of these congressional leaders who were saying things like, if it was the KKK that was marching, Everybody would say it was wrong. Okay, maybe they would say it's wrong now in 2023. But it's been 400 years we've been fighting this. Or did I miss something? See, well, you got to make it make sense for me. We have been fighting in this country. I'm not talking about Israel Hamas. I'm talking about here. I'm talking about here. We have been fighting in this country for people to hear our story for centuries. George Floyd wasn't that long ago where people who watched the video, watched this man have his knee on Floyd's neck for minutes at a time as he died crying for his mother. And people walked away from that video saying, oh, it was a drug overdose. That's how he died. And you're going to try to tell me that everybody's on the same page about race in this country, get out of here. It, to, to pontificate from a congressional seat about race relations in this country after everything we fought and been through is intellectually dishonest and is historically inaccurate. And so I don't come as much to talk about the Israel-Hamas situation because at the end of the day, I don't know. I'm not over there. And I pray God's will be done there. But what I do know is what we've struggled with here in America. I do know the bigotry we've struggled with here in America. I do know the rush to judgment that we've struggled with here in America. I do know the cancel culture we've struggled with here in America. And to hear people suggest, suggest, let alone assert that everybody somehow is on the same page about race here. If the KKK was marching, no, we just had a president from the presidential seat who said as a sitting president, after someone took a car and tried to run over people in a race riot and said, well, there's hate on both sides. That was, that was a hop, skip and a jump ago. So that's why I said, we gotta, we gotta be honest about this thing. Now understand there's a lot of emotions evolved, involved in this. And I understand this is a, a sensitive situation because it's still in progress. And it is unfortunate that hostages are being held. And there's a lot of anger. And I 
absolutely understand that. But I don't come to talk about what's going on in Israel. I come to talk about what's happening right here in America. And to think that people are calling for the resignation of the first black president at Harvard University because she misspoke at a press conference or, excuse me, a congressional hearing. And maybe she didn't misspeak. Maybe she said what she thought, but give her the grace to come around. Like we gave America the grace for 400 years to come around to understand what racism looked like. And we're still struggling with it. The cancel culture has got to stop. And I was extremely disappointed that so many people talked about uh, removing her. And then there's this talk about, uh, well, people pulling their money out. Pull it out. I was just, uh, so for those of you that know my story, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an alum of Harvard Law School. I was just invited to Harvard Law School earlier this year because they created something called the Harvard Legacy on Slavery because they did these studies and they found out that at least 20% of the endowment of Harvard was built on slave money. That's 20% now. It was much more then, but they've grown it. It was built on blood money. It was built on the blood, the backs of people who worked for centuries and never got a paycheck. And these studies were done by the same people who went to all of the Ivy League schools, like Georgetown. They found Georgetown over a third, over a third of their endowment is directly traceable to slave money. So we talk about people pulling their money out, pull it out because a lot of the money that these companies are pulling out anyway, is being, it's, it's, it's coming from places and spaces where people are being mistreated, where people are being abused, abused, where there's sex trafficking, where people are um, being worked for hours and hours out of the day and given such little wages and might as well be slavery. And they sit from these company seats where they've gotten computer chips made in countries in Africa, for instance, and the entire country's bankrupt, but yet all of the minerals are being pulled out and being used by companies in corporate America. And then they take that money and invest it different places and now say, because they have a board seat at Harvard, we're going to walk away and pull our money out. Pull it out. Pull it out. Because the Bible says they went out from among us because they weren't of us anyway. You don't, you don't speak for righteousness. You don't speak for morality. The thought, the, the thought, the idea, the concept, the assertion, the implication that we cannot give grace to people who aren't getting it right now, that's who are not getting it right now. I mean, who are not getting what the right position is, or they're not understanding how they should be thinking. That's what's really bothering me. Why can't we have grace to say, okay, you know what? Maybe she's completely wrong. Maybe all of those uh, leaders who sat before the congressional seats and said what they said, maybe they're completely wrong, but can we give them the grace to come around to understand it? And let me say this while I'm at it. Let me say this. Respectfully, those of us who come from lineages and peoples who struggle with oppression in this country, I'm not talking Israel, in this country, for centuries, we see the world different. We have a different worldview. 
And Obama got in trouble for this when he spoke on uh, Israel and Hamas, excuse me, Israel and Palestine. He talked about the Palestinian people um, having the right to self-determination and people got angry about that because the truth of the matter is right or wrong. The truth is that those of us who faced struggle in this country, we see everybody struggle different and it doesn't mean that it's right. I'm not saying it's right. And I'm always asking God, check my heart. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first to tell you I'm wrong. But at least give me the grace. I'm talking Daryl Bennett. Give me the grace to come around. Give me the grace to say, you know what? He's really wrong on this. But you know what? We're going to allow him the grace and the space to come to understand the right way to do it. But trying to remove these people out of power, it's not. let me tell you something. It's not going to change what people are saying on these college campuses. And I'm not saying that it's right what they're saying. But the answer to it is not to remove leadership that's trying to figure it out. To try to castigate them as if somehow the problem is with leaders in the university. When have leaders in a university or presidents of a university ever shaped the opinion of students anyway? This is much more deeply ingrained. And those of us that see this from a spiritual point of view understand it's the cancel culture in general and the negativity in general and the rush to judgment in general that has caused people to run around here talking about genocide. And let me absolutely say that before I get off. Anybody that calls for the genocide of any people at any place, at any time, in anywhere in the world, it's a problem. But we're dealing with we're dealing with something deeper than a university leader. You can remove all of them. It's not going to change what we really need to deal with, which is the hearts and minds of people. You're not going to be able to fight fire with fire. And so because, and I'm coming to an end here because I don't want to go on and on, but I just, I just needed to say this. Because other people don't see the world the way we see it, I'm using it as we, because we've all done that. I've done it myself. I get angry because they don't see it the way we see it. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm not talking now Israel Hamas over in Israel. And I've been to Israel a couple times, by the way, but I'm not here to weigh on them that. I'm talking about here in America. And we watched, let's talk about the George Floyd video. We watched Trayvon Martin. We watched Michael Williams. We've watched this stuff. And it would anger me. How don't y'all see what we see? How don't you see what we see? Don't you see that this is an effort in some cases by institutional forces to wipe black folk off the map? But a lot of people don't see it. And I understand. I, I truly do understand. Everybody doesn't see it that way. And I also understand I'm a bit biased because I've gone. It's hard to see the frame, excuse me, to see the picture when you're in the frame. But the same way that we, I'm talking about we as people who've struggled in this nation with bigotry and racism and hatred and generations of brands being taken from under us and lands being snatched and ideas being misappropriated and cultures being misappropriated the same way we've come around to give grace I'm asking, I'm Daryl Bennett is asking, let's give grace. I'm not talking to all the university leaders, but at least to the black president at Harvard University. The oldest university in this country. We are proud that there's a black woman that's leading that institution. 
So yes, we stand behind her. Maybe not the comments. We can always Monday morning quarterback and talk about how things should have been different and how they should have been better. But isn't it Maya Angelou who said, when you know better, you do better, but you got to know better. I want to end here. I want to say that my call to action is that in all you're getting, you get understanding. Maybe if we spent time to understand why they said what they said, I'm not saying it makes it right, but if, if we maybe spend time to understand why they said what they said, maybe we can all come to the table with a little bit more compassion in our hearts. Maybe if we understood the life stories of people who are calling for the genocide. Yeah, I think it's wrong to call for genocide, but anybody that hates on that level, they're dealing with self-hatred too. Come on now, let's call it what it is. How can you call for the genocide of another people and not have some level of hate in your heart for yourself? Because if you love people, you don't want to see anybody die and not on a mass scale. So we really need to do some internal uh, collective shadow work to understand why is it that people are doing this? Why? It's easy to jump at the what. It's easy to cancel people because of a statement. It's easy for people to say things about you know, why they said this or why they shouldn't have said that. But it's hard to say, you know what? Even though I disagree with what you said, even though I think it's wrong, even though I think it's hurtful, even though I think you haven't really seen it from the perspective you need to see it at, I'm willing to understand why you said it so that way I can have a deeper understanding of life. Because in all you're getting, let's get understanding. That's the way we're going to turn the dial here. That's the way we're going to turn the dial. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I love you. This is Daryl J. Bennett. Stay blessed. Stay encouraged. Peace.